All right, everybody. Welcome back. Good to hear from you all again. I hope your 2020 is going great. I hope uh, if you listened to the previous podcast and you heard about growth and how to get better and what your goals are and what you're aiming for, I hope you're working on those and I hope you're setting your metrics and I hope I just hope 2020 is going really good for you. And to kick off 2020, I got my first guest in. Mr. Alberto Medellin. It, it is that, right? I yes, didn't mess it up right. in that's anything. Because yeah. I didn't hope, I hope, like, this whole time you're not like, this bastard's still, like, <laughs> messing up my name. So. You got it right. Yeah. Welcome, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, um, so, man, the reason I wanted to get you on here, because to be honest, I've kind of been a fan for a while of what you do. <laughs> okay. Because the only people I know who do what you do. Like or or like these people who aren't, they say they're common people, but they, I've never known anybody to do it. So whenever I saw what you were doing, uh, don't worry, y'all, you're gonna find out in a minute. It's gonna blow your mind. Uh, I was kind of like, holy hell, this guy really does this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would. We're gonna unpack all that, man. We're gonna hear about it. So. And I've gotten to know you a lot recently over the past couple of weeks and months. Uh, we both live in the same area, mm-hmm. see each other on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, but recently, uh, as you know, I've talked about before my rucks and how I've gone on those and it's helped me to lose like close to 70 pounds. That's and amazing. yeah, uh, so I went to see a customer today and I hadn't seen him in a while. And he was like, You used to be fatter, right? I go, <laughs> Yeah, I used to be fatter. He's like, you look good now. I'm like, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's good. So, man, you are a runner. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I do like to run a few <laughs> miles. <laughs> but specifically, what's your what's your type of race that you like to do? Well, they're ultra marathons. So. How, how far is that? So, uh, by definition, ultra marathons, anything over a marathon. So, a marathon's 26.2 miles. So... Typical ultra marathon distances start at about 50K. So that's 31 miles or 10 mm-hmm. times a 5K. Uh, 50K is common. Um, 100K is common. That's a 62 mile race. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50 milers are common. Uh, 100 milers are very good, very nice. Uh, there's even 200 mile races out there. Uh, Have you like, done that? I haven't done one yet. Um, I have my, I've got like a bucket list of races that I want to do in my lifetime. And one is in uh, Wales. Uh, It's called the Dragon's Back. It's about 300 and I don't know. It's like five, it's over five days. It's a staged race and it's about 50K per day. So 50 to 60K per day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who comes up with that? There's some crazy people. Well, I read an article recently how athletes just like to suffer yeah for some reason and you you're familiar with that with, yeah because rucking's not easy no it's not um and for me it's kind of just the mental challenge um having a goal 
planning for it, working for it, and achieving it. So that's how it all starts, kind of for me. But these people, you know, it's mountain races, 100 milers was kind of the first thing that started. And then people just started to push the envelope, 135 miles. I think bad water mm -hmm. and, and is 135 miles. Yeah. Okay, well, can we go 200? Yeah. Okay, well, can we go 300 over yeah. the course of five days? There's the Bigfoot 2. Mm -hmm. Is it 200 or 250? I think it's 250. In, in between that, I yeah, think it's, it's like 220 20. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a crazy one, and a and that's, a lady won that one. Uh huh. I know her. Her name's Jessica Picari. You really? Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of someone else. Okay. I'm thinking of the uh, Courtney Dualwater. Oh yeah, that's that's this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jessica won it last year. Oh really? Yeah. The ladies are coming in strong. <laughs> oh, man, legit. Very. Oh. I'm always been legit, but it's it's awesome just to see them, to see any athlete. But to me, I'm just in awe, you know, of what athletes can just put their bodies through. Yeah, the, when you really start looking at what you're capable of doing, that uh, it it once you get past that point of I'm done, I'm tired, I can't go anymore, and you just say I'm just gonna try and go a little further, and then something just switches, mm -hmm. and you and you run, and this happens. For, I think this happens incrementally for people whenever they're if they keep they find pleasure in that push. Mm -hmm. Like the person who's like, I ran my first mile today. Yeah. I did my first 5k mm -hmm. and then 10k and continue from there because it's like, Oh man, what what's next? Yeah. What's the next thing you're, you're always just looking around the corner or you get connected into these communities. Right. And mm -hmm. Oh, well, what, what race are you doing? Oh, I'm doing this thing. Oh really? I want, how do you, how did you find out about that? And you start training for it, and that's how I really got into ultra running. Was uh, first I started running on the road, and then started doing obstacle course races like Spartan Race mm -hmm. and Tough Mudder, those things. And you get connected to this community of people. Um, so, and that's one of the things that I do like about social media is you get connected to these people that are just dispersed everywhere. Mm -hmm. Well, what kind of races do you do? And I saw this. This female, this mm -hmm. uh, her name's, um, gosh, it'll come to me. Anyway, and she was running 50 milers. And I had never heard of anyone running more than a marathon. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't, I never heard of ultra running. And I just was watching her on social media, 50 miler here, 50 miler there. And I said, man, this is crazy. So I started asking some closer friends, have you ever heard of this? Oh, yeah, I've actually run one before. I was like, what? I never knew that was even possible. Uh, and that's what kind of got me into ultra running. Now, just, just to straighten something out, you don't actually run the whole time, right? That was my first question to her. <laughs> <laughs> that was my very first question to her uh, because I was doing research, looking on blogs. Like, what, what do I do? How do I run How do you this prep? Race? Yeah. Right. And no one ever <laughs> I said. I need a lot of pockets for goo. <laughs> right. No one ever writes in their blog, well, I walked here or, you know, I did this type of interval thing. Yeah. But yes, no. Well, to answer your question, I do not run the entire time. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of walking. Uh, there's a lot of shuffling. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of sitting. Mm -hmm. uh, it just depends on how you feel. And um, I adopted this interval type running where I was running for, I would run for 25 minutes and then walk for five minutes mm -hmm. and I would do that for the entire race. Um, 
in the beginning it was a it was a little difficult to get to that first walk break when everybody else is running but you have to be disciplined you got to run your own race yeah you got to run your own race uh absolutely and that that makes it hard for me to run with people that you know in the race you kind of run up on a group of people or, Mm -hmm. or a person that's running by themselves and you start talking you get to know them and usually i'm hey man if you've got to take off go for it yeah. You know, don't let me don't let me hold you back or whatever, because I'm not that fast. I'm usually kind of back of the middle pack area. Yeah, but you're out there. I'm out there. Yeah, it's just a matter of, like you said, is pushing past what your perceived limit is. So, what made you? Have you always been an athlete? Have no. you always been a runner? Or no, in high school, um, not an athlete. I didn't play sports. I, I played little league for a little bit when I was, you know, a lot younger. Um, but that didn't really develop into anything. And so, uh, just books and things like that in high, in high school. And uh, you know, as I got older, never paid attention to my diet or anything like that. Started gaining weight. Um, I would get a gym membership, go for a couple weeks. I mean, you know how it is. You get mm-hmm. these start and stop kind of things and uh i'll go tomorrow <laughs> right and uh but you know some things happened in 2011 you know um I, I went through a divorce uh from my first marriage and um how long were you married i was married well i was with we were together for about um 11 years almost 12 years mm-hmm. and we were married for about uh seven years okay so I don't know. People talk about that seven-year itch kind of thing, but anyways, it was a it was a bunch of stuff that had been going on for for years, and um, it didn't work out. And I did a lot of kind of inner soul searching, uh, praying. I mean, I've always prayed and always you know believe in God and things like that. Went to church, and I was just I had to do better. You know, I had to fix me. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't fix that anymore. I had to fix me. And so I started, you know, dieting and kind of losing weight. Uh, and I lost probably about 15, 20 pounds and decided, okay, I'm going to buy me some some running shoes. I'm going to get me a, a, a Nike watch and I'm going to give this a try. And it was in March of 2012. That's when everything started and went out to the track uh, at the college and ran three miles the very first time I went out. And that was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I can do this thing. Uh, and that was in 2012, signed up for my first 5K in May. Um, I think it was at my church, actually. And then I was scared. <laughs> I, I, I was because um, I was like, well, what do I do if I get tired? Like, am I supposed to walk? Yeah. I, I had no idea what to do. <laughs> You know, and I'm I'm supposed to be running. It's a fun run, right? (laughs) And uh, so I was worried and talked to some friends. They said, "Well, if you want to walk, walk. There's probably going to be people there walking anyway." (laughs) And uh, so went through that and did my first 10k. You know, a little bit after that, and said to myself, uh, "I wonder if I can do a half marathon." And um, Tough Mudder and Spartan Race were coming up. Linked up with some people through social Mm -hmm. media. We signed up for Tough Mudder, and I think that was a 10-miler. And at that point, that was in August. That was the longest distance. Did you have Did you have friends doing this, or was this a like post in a running group? Hi, guys. I want to do 
do this race? Is anybody doing it? Or Well, it was a friend of a friend who uh, said she was signing up for Tough Mudder. Okay. And, and, it was, and I saw her, like her post on Facebook or something. And I did a little research and I said, hey, what are you doing? Oh, well, my friend Israel and I were doing this race. And he knows another guy, Victor. Do you want to do it with us? I said, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> had no idea what it was. And then after I signed up, I looked it up online. I said, holy cow, this thing is 10 miles long. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, <laughs> once again, you're not running the whole time. Right, you're not running the whole time. And uh, she actually fell off, and we got a couple other people in the, on the team, and we trained together. So it was a very uh, positive experience. And then a couple months later, we did Spartan Race. I, I, I've never done a Spartan Race. I've never done one of those obstacle races. It's kind of one of those at one time, like, yeah, I want to do that. And then time passed. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I think those things, when you do them as a team, they show, like you said, athletes like to suffer or people who do that like the suffering of it mm -hmm. and that brings people even together even more it's almost like this like self-inflicted uh tragedy that people do and they go through together and it makes them stronger and happier when they get out on the other side and they right. can relate to people and you know it just that that's my thought on it yeah i've never served in the military but um you know, I've heard, I, I mean, I have a lot of friends that are in the military, former military and current, and um, we do go ruck events mm -hmm. together and like these Spartan races together. And I think a part of it is that shared suffering, you know, is like with go ruck, for instance, you know, you're under a log with a bunch mm -hmm. of people overnight carrying a heavy backpack yeah. and you bond with them. Yeah. So I can imagine, you know, serving in the military with your, with your, your brothers to your left and right of you. That's why that bond is, is so strong. Now, you know, it's definitely yeah, very like not even compared to that as far as what they go through and what they put at, you know, what they risk, but that shared suffering, I think brings a lot of people together. Yeah. And it's, and I think that's why I like kind of the, uh, I like the rucking side of it. Because mm -hmm. I've never done cross, and you own a CrossFit gym also, right? Right, yeah, so, right here in Baycliff. Okay, and the name of it let let the people know, man. CrossFit gets some three six five. CrossFit gets some three six five on Facebook, Instagram, all that. Look us up. Look them up. Go get you, <laughs> go get you some. Yeah. And, and I've never, I've never, I've watched the CrossFit the CrossFit thing. I'm amazed by it and how they push themselves. But for me, I'm always like, I go to the gym. I will put my headphones in and I go do what I got to do. Mm -hmm. But with the whole rucking thing, like it started with me going by myself. And then my buddy Todd came with me and then Jonathan came with me and then other people started. And I just, something to me was like, just start inviting people, inviting people. And that time when you're able to like talk to these guys and get to know each other. Mm -hmm. And while you're not going through something extremely physical, you're still doing something that, because a lot of people don't know. You know, you put on 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 40 pounds of weight on you and go just walk. Yeah. It puts a strain after a while. Oh, yeah. There are several times like during doing that where I'm like, man, I hurt something. How, how did I do that? And how do I how do I get that? And I go to my chiropractor. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm walking. She's like, you hurt yourself walking. I'm like, well, let me, let me expand upon this a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, but that's just kind of the crazy things that we do yeah and, and they even got the f3 guys here in league city they got them all over have you heard of them 
Uh, yeah, I think I have. Yeah, Faith Fitness and Fellowship. It's, oh. it's a Christian-based group, but they do the rucks, they do the workouts, and then it's the whole fellowship side of it also. Okay. So. Yeah. But, uh, they're pretty cool. I've seen them rucking out in Seabrook on Sundays. Okay. Like where we where we go ruck at mm-hmm. and uh, down through the park and everything on Sundays we see them. So mm-hmm. uh, I might have seen them too. Yeah. While we're out there running. They go like six to ten miles on Sunday. So yeah. but that's once again, think about walking ten miles. Yeah. It's fine. And then you're gonna go do the rest of your day. Yeah. People used to do that all the time though. Back in the day, people walked everywhere. Oh, yeah. And they ran everywhere, too. Yeah. They ran their game down, usually. So, yeah. Yeah. That's how that, that was the whole basis of like the, you're a man in Kenya or South Africa or something like that. Right. Was that, hey, you see that lion? Go chase him. Right. Or that, like, you, you go, you run, you chase him until they drop. Not you, they drop. Yeah. That's so. how it went down. We should try that one day. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like chase maybe. ducks in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of Rocky. Yeah. yeah. Catch a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. So what's the um, what's the last race you did? Um, the last race I did was the Brazos Bend 100 miler. Mm-hmm. That was um, almost two months ago. Now that was the first weekend in December, and thankfully the weather was beautiful that day and i've run that race or a distance at that race since 2014 mm-hmm. so 2014 all the way up until this last year the weather has been awful it's either been rainy uh flooded uh, we had a cold front when i ran my first 100 miler there in 2015 uh the weather there was a cold front that came in on saturday night and the the temperature literally dropped about 20 degrees. Wind was blowing trees and branches down. It was, it was bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, I finished that race in 2015 in about 20, 28 hours and 45 minutes. Um, this last time, 26 hours and 10 minutes. So big PR. Wow. Yeah. I was very pleased with, with my results there. What what did you, what did you do that changed that do you think? Um, well, I, I I was injured, so um, unbeknownst to me, I was running injured with uh, hip flexor oh. issues uh, for probably the last three years, and it had affected my gait, which I didn't really notice, uh, and started uh, presenting itself as a knee problem, and I thought it was IT band issues. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, this Erosti clinic which is kind of like a chiropractor it's like this deep myofascial release it's very painful yeah extremely painful you know is that the thing where you come out and you look like you're bruised up yeah done with you you know how your chiropractor might use this tool Mm -hmm. they use just their hands so they pinch you and they hold it and then they let it go and they give you like some exercises to do so i went for three sessions there and she gave me some exercises, and so I did like my own kind of rehab for about a month in May, and May May slash June. And um, after that, she gave me she even gave me some some drills to how to correct my running form because she was a runner. So after that, I started this run streak. Uh, I think it was in June or July, 
And I said, you know what? If, if I'm going to run this race in December, I need to run more. I need to run properly because I wasn't training properly. I was trying mm-hmm. to do it all. I was trying to do obstacle course races, CrossFit, and train for ultras, you know, back in 2015. And I just wasn't running enough. And so I started this uh, run streak, and I think I got up to maybe 110 days or something like that. It was basically from July all the way up close to when it was time for my race uh, in December. I don't know, 150 days. I don't know how many days it was, but um, started off one mile a day. And I knew I could run further, but I was just doing one mile a day to get back into it. And so doing that and then ramping up my mileage i think uh, august was about 120 miles september was maybe 160 miles is that per week or no that was for the month okay and then um november which was kind of like my peak Mm -hmm. before the race was 180 miles and i'd never really run i'd never run that many miles per in the month even with races Mm -hmm. and so all of that running and the proper training and I was cleaning up my diet. You, you went know. vegan, well. Yeah, well, yeah, vegan, vegan. Time. Yeah, I would say more vegetarian and plant based right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, really cutting out all of the animal protein mm-hmm. out, uh, and that helped tremendously with recovery. So being able to run, you know, every day, and some of those days was, you know, it was a twenty miler one day and a twenty five miler the next day. Being able to put together those back to back runs was the conditioning and diet. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I ended up knocking off, you know, about two hours and two and a half hours, almost two, 245 wow. off the, off my total time. So there's, there's gotta be something to that. I think, cause you're, I, I have another buddy of mine that hurt his knee and then he watched game changers. Mm-hmm. And have you seen it? Yeah. I have. yeah it's, it's interesting. It is. All the rebuttals and all the discussion around <laughs> is crazy. Yeah. It, it, I've got my own opinion on a lot of these diets, and but that, that's a different conversation. We could probably have it at the, during this show, mm-hmm. but I think uh, that when you do something like that and you're putting your body through so much stress and your body's inflamed, something has to happen on that. And I think that for ultra marathoners, ultra athletes, things like that. When they do that, it just helps reduce inflammation Absolutely. so much. Yeah. My buddy that hurt his knee, he did it. And they were like, look, you have to you have to do something to try and rehab this or we're going to have to cut you open. And he went vegan and he did it for a good long while. And he's like, now when you get my, all my numbers checked and everything, everything was lower. He's like, my body was was better. My knee was better. The inflammation was down. Everything. He's like, I feel good. Mm-hmm. And he kind of did like you where he's like, I'm just going to start at throwing in a little bit di- different stuff now right so okay. so so when you were training for all this and starting this you're just going through your divorce what what were you telling yourself well I, really i was just telling myself i need to be better you know mm-hmm. i mean and that was really my mantra was be better do better you know not just with you know, my physical activity and changing my body but you know just be a better person, you know, be a better man, be a better brother, be a better son, you know, because I knew I would probably get married eventually in the future. Um, and I knew that I needed to be a better husband, you know, I needed to, I needed to be prepared for that. But running would take my mind, ultra running and long distance running would just take my mind to places that 
I couldn't get to, you know, surfing mm-hmm. the web or sometimes not even reading a book. Mm-hmm. But that mantra of just wanting to be a better person. Right. And running, you know, <laughs> running just took me there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's interesting where running can take you. Do you run with music? I, when I first started, I did. I ran with music all the time. Like I needed my music. Um, and then as I started ultra running, I didn't really have a device that could last that long. <laughs> um, so I got, I trained myself to just run without it. And uh, that's nice because usually all of these ultras happen out on trails. Mm-hmm. And so you can hear, you know, the wind, you can hear the birds, you can hear the leaves under your feet, like all those things. You just feel like so connected, you know, to the earth and, and just the environment. And um, so I started just running without music. But more recently, when I went on this streak, you know, I'm solo. So mm-hmm. I just, and that's what I love about this neighborhood. You can just walk out your door and mm-hmm. just go do things, right? Yeah. And so uh, I got bought some some Bluetooth. I broke down and bought some Bluetooth uh, earbuds. And go. those worked out. And uh, started just doing that, listening to music. And I'm listening to everything. It's just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Or I'll listen to some podcasts, you know. Um, try not, I, I tried once listening to a horror book. <laughs> Uh, that wasn't very smart. <laughs> you keep looking behind and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. Because um, it gets quiet out there, yeah, you know, running around is. the lakes. It's it's very quiet. And, you and like, I like it. You run in the evenings too, huh? Yeah, I was running in the evenings, like in the dead of summer. Yeah. You know, when it's a little bit cooler, but it's still hot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I would, I would see you guys out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I my, my vision is not very good at night. And I know I'd pass you guys up and didn't uh-huh. even recognize you. And you're like, it's Buster. Oh, okay, yeah. man. Yeah. And because uh, I'd be, who, who are you? What are you doing out here? <laughs> I think I asked you that once. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm walking, <laughs> yeah. doing this little ruck. And I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I started with, I started with headphones and listening to stuff and everything. And one day I, I, I just couldn't find where something was like, well, I'm going to go out. And it was completely different. And I was like, man, and now I'll, I hardly ever wear them. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll go out late at night and I'm just like, I just want to hear everything. It's so quiet. It's so nice. It's so peaceful. And I think we get used to having stimuli so much. And it's like when we don't have it, we freak out. Yeah. But I, I started taking it out and it's like, God, so much better. And I've noticed that my heart rate when I get back is like, a lot lower. Yeah. It's like you're calm, you're collected, you're you're a lot more focused. Definitely. <laughs> Last week when I went on a run, uh, I went to, a, it was gone, it was supposed to like storm and rain and everything. And I just ended up going out to uh, the trails. Cause I was like, well, it's going to be raining tomorrow. I'm not going to try and get the group together. Mm-hmm. But I went out anyway and it was a middle of the, like six in the morning. And I'm walking by myself, and all of a sudden, like, I hurt. So I'm like, this is probably not smart at all. This is where you get killed. This is where the hobo jumps out of the, <laughs> the woods. And yeah. It, I've, it, I've had second thoughts about that, Trill. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, going out there by myself. I usually go out there with a running buddy. Yeah, it's better in the group. I don't think I'm going to do that again. And I was like, sometimes I've had my gun on me, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm okay on that, but... I'd rather have the group there now. Yeah. I was like, I wish everybody would have come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's crazy how mm, something like that, you know, where you tell you start telling yourself, man, I got to be better. I got to be better. And 
you start running or you, you tie it to an activity. If it's not running, maybe it's playing the guitar or maybe it's learning something new and how it starts spilling over into everything else yeah. that you do do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's usually some type of event like that that, you know, it's a catalyst. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the running started in 2012, but the CrossFit and lifting weights and really trying to transform my body even more, that started about 2014. And about the same time, I started getting interested in ultra running. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I just fell in love with CrossFit. Um, you know, I, I mentioned before, I was going, I would go to a gym when I was younger and it would last a couple of weeks because I didn't, I mean, I subscribed to Men's Health and I'd look at like their monthly workout <laughs> yeah. they had, right? And I'd, I'd, you know, tear it out and go to the gym with it. And it just got boring, like mm-hmm. quickly. Um, and so with CrossFit, you have this programming. You don't have to worry about what you're going to do. You walk in, the workout's there. You have a coach. And that just really, you know, attracted me. And so I wanted to keep going back. And then you have the community, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the whole thing. It's just community wherever you go. You build this this group of friends, these like-minded, you know, individuals that have similar goals, right? You're all there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so that attracted me too. Same thing with running, same thing with rucking, is these people that, you know, they're trying to do something better with their lives, mm-hmm. you know, physically. But it's not just the physical change. It's like the mir- the, the the mental part of it and even you know like you mentioned the spiritual part of it Mm -hmm. you know all those changes i think a lot of people will uh you know when they say like oh it's a cult (laughs) well yeah in a way it is but what's wrong with a cult where people get together and work out and try and be healthy and, and encourage each other and you know i mean sign me up for it i'm fine i've, I've never like i said i've never done crossfit i just it, it, i don't know maybe i need to give it a try and I'm, i've never done it i'm not maybe i need to come by and do it one day maybe I, yeah. I, okay i will I'll, <laughs> I'll i'll go and see what happens i'll give you, I, you you can get a free free class i get a free class free class all right one yeah. free class there we go <laughs> it, it, it might be a loss i'll pay for how about i pay for that one class because it might be the only one I that's do. all right i've had i've had people come in for a free class and just ghost me never never see him again yeah. and that's all right it's just the nature of the business but i'm always encouraging friends and i mean people just to drop in yeah. um because people are most people are intimidated by it mm-hmm. intimidated by the weights or you know not being able to do something the right way and that's the thing is you have a coach that's that's going to encourage you like i think i'm encouraging the people that i have there they keep coming back so um, and it's just about motivating people and teaching them how to move their bodies properly. And, uh, we throw in a little bit of nutrition, education, things like that. Um, and we feed off each other, mm-hmm. you know, not physically, but just, you know, hypothetic or theory. <laughs> yeah. That would be bad if you yeah. didn't do the nutrition part. Yeah. Eat him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I always find it weird when people say like a gym is so intimidating yeah, I mean it. Well, dealing with people that yeah. I've dealt with at 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 the box, it I can see that just people are people. They just are intimidated mm-hmm. by the machines, or they're intimidated by other people right there because, well, that person's doing it that way, and I don't do it that way. So maybe I'm doing it wrong, mm-hmm. right? Or, or I can't do that. Oh, like God, I, I is that mentality of I can't do that. So I'm not even going to start. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the the fear of failing or the feel of, the fear of embarrassment, the feeling of all that stuff comes through and it's like, man, if you if you get in there and just go at it, like start something, people people don't care really. One, people don't care. And then two, people do care. Right. They care about the fact that they want to see you succeed. They want to see you do better. They want to encourage you. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to be there going like, ha, 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 you can't lift as much. Yeah. That, that's that's so out of there. It'd be like walking into church and, well, this might be a bad analogy because some people do do that. It'd be like people going to church and like, ha, ha, you can't pray as hard as I do or you don't. Oh, yeah. Some people do do that, but a lot of people are just like, I'm glad you're here. Welcome. Yeah. What else does that? Chick-fil-A. <laughs> like, hi, we're glad you're here. Hey, that's, God, that's God's chicken. That is God's <laughs> chicken. Yeah. The thing about the gym is, uh, y- you know, I th- and I think it comes co- with age, is you just don't really care yeah. anymore, you know, about what some random stranger really thinks about you, yeah. you know, or what you can lift or can't lift. When you were when you were starting out all this journey and all, did you have people who were like, "Why are you doing this?" Or even, you know, it's you funny. Know, you really shouldn't be doing this. It was well. I think when I got into ultra running, usually it's mom, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's kind of typical. It's it's mom, and and I'm the baby of the family. Oh so, yeah. yeah. So forty four years old. I'm. She tells me. She goes, "You might be forty four, but you're still my baby." Yeah. Mom um, is the same way. Yeah. So she would, you know, once she got a Facebook, that was kind of the thing. And oh, yeah. Yeah, so she would call me after a race. Why are you running all these miles, <laughs> you know, and you're going to hurt yourself. And, you know, I, I mean, I, li- I listen and just, just reassure her that I'm training and, you know, if I do get hurt, I'll take time off and get, mm-hmm. you know, assessed and whatnot just to, you know, put her mind at ease. But when I first started... Uh, most people were kind of encouraging because I think probably too, because what I was going through at the time, mm-hmm. uh, people were just glad to see that, you know, I wasn't doing drugs or, you know, getting drunk <laughs> yeah. all the time or yeah. whatever, but they were seeing some positive changes. Uh, and then kind of, you know, my brothers would rib me a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be working out like, Oh man, you know, Bert, they call my brothers call me Bert. Well, my brother calls me Bert. My oldest passed away, but he he'd why, say why do they call you Bert? Short for Alberto. Okay, yeah. Right. So the, look at so I was like, you don't look like Bert. No, Bert. <laughs> they they call me Bert. Um, and they they would always be, well, we're gonna get together, but you probably have a race, don't you? <laughs> no, man, we'll figure it out. I'll be there. Yeah. So, but uh, that's usually the the only kind of semi negative feedback I would get. But usually everyone was was very positive about it. So. I had that going for me. I've heard some horror stories of family members kind of talking other people down, like, you should be doing that, or what are you expecting to get out of that? I don't get that. I don't get it either. Like, you're taking, like, you could be running and getting ready to do a marathon, and and you'll have fat Uncle Jimmy, (laughs) who's drunk half the time, or, like, smoking or something like that, but, like, you're going to hurt yourself that way, and that person will be like... God, Uncle Jimmy's right. He loves me. He cares about me. It's like, Uncle Jimmy sweats like going upstairs. <laughs> yeah. That's, it, it does. It's amazing how that can get into people. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think when you start 
like you said, you know, you just wanted to be better, be better, be better. You start realizing the only way that I'm going to be better is by doing what I know for myself to do to be better. Not what, not what mom says, not what the friend says, all that stuff. So yeah, yeah that's that's just crazy. What's the, what's the weirdest thing that's happened during a during a race for you? Oh wow. Uh, well, if we're looking, I mean, I mean, I've I've done a lot of things. I've <laughs> I've I've had a lot of things happen to me. I've also seen things happen to people. Um, and is this rated PG or what is it? It's my show. We could do whatever we All want. Right. So, I was doing a go ruck event, and um, it was it was in Galveston, uh-huh. so it was on the beach, and you know we we spent probably eighty five percent of the time in in the water, uh, and it was like uh maybe March, so it was chilly hmm. for however Galveston can get chilly, and I remember we got out of the water, and there was a young lady. She looked at me and she said, can you pee on me? Because she was freezing. Oh, <laughs> you get stung by a jellyfish? And I said, well, no, I can't, but we can all kind of get closer together and yeah. warm each other up. So that was, that was, oh, that sticks poor out. girl. Yeah. That sticks out in my mind. But uh, sleep deprivation is a real thing. Yeah. Uh, and so I've done, you know. When I was, I did the as a hundred mile race in Utah. It was in 2018, the Ute 100. Mm-hmm. It was the, what part of Utah is that? It was uh, in the LaSalle Mountains, okay. uh, a little bit southwest or southeast of Moab. Okay. Uh, and it's a hundred mile race, and it was a big, like 85 mile loop. And so a lot of it was single track, and so there was a lot of time where you don't see anybody for a while. I mean, for hours. And um, probably about, usually after the 24-hour mark, I start seeing things. Mm-hmm. And um, it was this, there were these logs that they had stacked on the side of the trails. But looking up ahead, it looked like there were people just camped out on the side of the trails, just playing, like, like kids playing and whatnot. Freaky. As you get closer, your perspective of the logs kind of change. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that, those aren't people. Those are logs. And um, that was one instance. I thought I saw this red mountain goat with white feet hop across the trail. And by the time I got to the position where I thought he or it was, it was nowhere to be found. That that really freaked me out. Um, I've seen benches that have not existed because I've talked to friends that are running with me and I said, I'm going to go sit on this bench. And they, they're like, Berto, what, what bench are you talking about? There's a bench right there. I'm going to go sit on it. I need to take a break. There's no bench there. So it's a a lot of the hallucinate, you know, hallucinating during the races is, is really the most interesting things that have happened. Is everybody else like hallucinating? Well, no, not necessarily. You know, it affects, sleep deprivation affects people differently. I mean, the the hallucinations are are common. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I've had friends see horses. I've had friends see just things that didn't exist that they've described. Do you see that frog right there? It's got a horn coming out of its head. Tell me you see that. Hmm. So, uh it's, it's just very interesting uh, that sleep deprivation, calorie deficit, you know, mm. dehydration, like all those things kind of factor in. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty crazy stuff. Last weekend I was freaking out cause I was going down the trail and I was getting to a point and I'm like, is that somebody's just sitting on the bench? Like 
It it looked like it because it, it's dark. It's you know you're light, and then you get to dark, and there's that way through the trail. No, whenever mm-hmm. you first came, you were, you had your light and everything, and I was like, man, we never usually <laughs> use that thing. Yeah. But but I was seeing that, and I was getting closer and closer and closer, and then it just was like the trees and everything, and I'm like, because I was thinking, I think I'm by the bench by that big pond that we that we turned by, and I'm like. Is it somebody just hanging out there? Who is that person? And another time I thought I saw, I was like, it was crazy. And I was like, all right, I'm never doing this that again. That would freak me out. Yeah. And I was like, and I turn around and I'm like, there's, yeah, my eyes have to adjust again on that. And I'm like, not the smartest thing. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm probably not going to do that again. <laughs> but that, that's, man, that's nuts. So like, what's a rest time in between when you're doing that? So if you're running like a hundred miles, you do you run like so many and then just take a rest or what? Or? Yeah. So, um, I've, I've run intervals, uh, basically is, is just, uh, for me, it was 25 minutes running five minutes walking. Mm-hmm. And, um, w- like with Brazos Ben, it's a big, like 16.6 mile loop mm-hmm. and they'd have eight stations probably every three to five miles. So, um, when I'm first start the race, I'm not really resting or sitting mm-hmm. down. You know, I'd stop at the aid station, you know, fill up my my water bottles if I need to. And and these aid stations at these troll races, they're like fully stocked. I yeah. mean, you've got peanut butter and jelly. They're making quesadillas. They got ramen noodles, instant potatoes, and then all kinds of candy and chips and fruit, like all this stuff, right? Yeah, because at that point, you're not even worried about like, nutrition in a way you just, just want calories. calories yeah you just want calories usually peanut butter and jelly is what i'm eating the most of and then i'll i'll eat some bean and cheese like quesadillas um in the night or mm-hmm. like ramen like the ramen mixed with mashed potatoes Ooh. so it's just like carbs on carbs yeah right to get through that but um you know when i did when i finished the 50 mile halfway through the race that's when i sat down for the first time because I wanted to kind of put my, some warmer clothes on because it, the night was coming and I just didn't want to be caught out there just shivering and freezing. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and for about five minutes, um, a lot of the restroom breaks or times that I would take a break. Mm-hmm. And I had some gastro, like some stomach issues on that race. So I was kind of back and forth like whenever there was a, a bathroom because it was at Brazos Bend Park. So you get to these rest areas where there were bathrooms. And so... But not a lot of sitting because, you know, you have a time frame. Uh, there's a cutoff time that you have to finish the race. Mm-hmm. So you can't waste too much time just chilling or, yeah. or you know, taking a nap or something like that. You know, uh, I just try to run through as far as, as fast as I can using those intervals. Right. Um, it was six loops. Just to give you a little background on that. It was six loops. Uh, I PR'd my 50 miler. My, my my 50 mile time was about 11.20. I finished at 11.06, so that was great. Good. And then I took the, the fourth loop slower. So I walked a lot. My my pacer came in and walked with, or he ran with me. Pacer is used to kind of keep you awake, you know, keep you moving, mm-hmm. keep you company out on the trails on, the, on like the hardest part of the race, the back end. Uh, and then the fifth loop, I was ran a little bit more and then uh i drank uh i don't know if it was i think it was like a slam or something it's like a five-hour energy Mm -hmm. and we drank two beers 
Uh, it was mm-hmm. a Modelo, a 24-ounce, right before the start of the sixth loop. And I said, you know what, man? I want to finish this race. Yeah. I, I ran the sixth loop faster than the fourth and the fifth loop. And, uh, yeah, so not a lot of resting on that one. You, you mentioned drinking that beer. I, re- I read an article where, like, the athletes nowadays, that's what they're doing. Like, they'll slam, like, a Modelo or a Budweiser or something like that and eat candy along the way. The, the Courtney Dualwater, when she won a bad wa- not bad water. It was the uh, the big bigfoot. Foot. Like she talked about, like I love to eat candy. I eat candy during the rest of the whole time, and it's just candy, candy, candy. And I'm like, you're just on a sugar high, darling. You pegged out, and <laughs> you ain't coming down till it's over. But that chick smoked everyone. Oh yeah, I think she beat everybody by like an hour or so. Or phenomenal. It, it was ridiculous. And then uh, she became friends with Cameron Haynes. You you follow him or David Goggins? David Goggins, yeah. Yeah. You know about Cameron Haynes? No. Oh, okay. Man. I've got to look that up. He is a bow hunter from Eugene, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing, he'll run like a marathon a day wow. in the morning. And he bow hunts and he does like all that he did. I think he did the uh, Bigfoot 200. He does a lot of ultra marathons also. And this dude is ridiculous. And he ran the Grand Canyon with Courtney Dewalter from rim to rim. Okay. And they had it where they like them on Instagram just going back and forth. But he's a big runner from Eugene, Oregon, and but a big bow hunter. Okay. And people are always like, why are you running so much? He's like, because I'm going like, I want to be in the best shape possible when I'm out there on the mountain and everything. And then uh, one he was talking about, he was talking with another guy about a hunt. And they were like, yeah, we saw this bull go over the mountain. And next thing we know, there he goes just like sprinting up the mountain with everything. And just ridiculous. You need to check him out. Yeah. he He's he's very well known in the hunting community. Okay. So, and the, and the running, but it's just somebody you need to check out. I'll check him out. Uh, Definitely. Have you ever heard of these races where, the, I know this guy, Jesse Eisler, he, uh, he puts on these events. And it's basically you, one of them is you go to his house and in his house, he has this huge hill in the backyard and you summit the hill like so many times. And it's like, you basically, you're just going up this hill and then down the hill, up the hill, down the hill up. And you have to do like a ridiculous amount of miles. I've never heard of that race. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Oh, I've seen it a couple of times and I'm like, that's something that I think I would be interested in doing on that side. Yeah. They have another one coming up, and it's in Utah. Maybe go visit Todd and do this one. But it's called uh, the Everest Walk, and it's in a ski town. You walk up the mountain, and then you take the gondola down, and you go back <laughs> up the mountain, and you do the 29, the, the whatever thousand right. feet that Everest is. Wow. Yeah, I've, I'm, that sounds interesting. That sounds fun to yeah, me. Yeah, that sounds fun because that for me that's that's mental as yes. hell. Yeah, not like an ultra marathon. That's that's athletic. That's that. But for me, I'm like, can I climb that? I think I can. Yeah. The, and I looked it up, and it was like six grand of an entry fee. Oh, but it's like a four day event. They have tents that are like glamping tents so it's mm-hmm. fancy it's really nice and everything oh uh, and i'm just like i would like to do that 
well, there's something like that. And then there's another one. And I think I told you about this, about the guy that did a marathon in a day where mm-hmm. every hour he was running like a little over a mile. Oh, yes. So like yes. at the end of the, at the end of the 24 hours, you stay up and every hour you run like a little over a mile. And so at the end of the 24 hours, you run a 26.2 mm-hmm. and do that. And I'm like, I want to do that. Yes, I would do that. We could do that in maybe we could do that as a fundraiser or something. Yeah, like the the twenty four like hours in Marbella. <laughs> I like that. We have like a crew yeah. support. You get I a like DJ, that. a bounce house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to put that together. And then, like, funny. Everybody like because the guy that did it, he was like doing crafts around his house and yes. things. And then every hour, boom, he'd go run. Just to stay busy. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you told me. Actually, I think I saw the video too. Yeah. yeah. It, it's some crazy guy where he's like, in my neighborhood, this lap loop right here is exactly a, over a mile long or something like that. I'm like, the lake behind my house is a little short from a mile. But if I go out that way, that's a full mile. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> and that I'm like, yeah, that would be fun. I like that. We need to put that together. Yeah. Todd and I, for a while, we had talked about doing a 100-mile uh, ruck in the neighborhood. Ooh. Or a 50-miler or something. We we were just throwing crazy stuff out there. Like, yeah. man, we should we should do like a 50-mile and do it like over a weekend. Like start on a Friday at, at like 10 o'clock at night or something like that. And then go all the way till Sunday. Yeah. You know I'm doing one, right? A 50-miler? Yeah. Ruck, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we might be going on a ruck as soon as this is done, <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. I got to get another workout in. Yeah. Uh, how, what, so what's your training for that one like now? Well. Just walk? Yeah. I've, I've, I've kind of lacked some motivation this month. I'm working on a couple other challenges, and uh, I think the weather is playing a big part of it. Just it's been and, – and really, it's been the perfect weather to go out and just oh, yeah. suffer in. Uh, but I've been being a little a little wuss and just staying home. Uh, but I need to start rucking. Yeah, I need to start rucking Where's more miles. Where is it at? Which one is it? It's in Houston. Is it actually. a go ruck? Yeah, or? it's a go ruck uh, star. So uh, I think what they do is it's a team event. So it's either two or three or four people. You can't do it by yourself. And it's with a 20-pound pack uh, if you're 150 pounds or heavier. If you're below, I think it's a 10-pound pack. And they give you these um, like checkpoints. Mm-hmm. You have a start point. They give you checkpoints, and they give you an end point. And they tell you, you, go any route you want. You have to hit all these checkpoints, and I think you have to take pictures or selfies mm-hmm. whenever you get there. And then you end up at the end point. So it may be more than 50 miles, depending on the route that you oh, take. wow. Yeah, you can't take – obviously, you can't take uh, – public transportation you have to walk yeah yeah you yeah. actually have to walk yeah do they give you all the checkpoints ahead of time so you they can give plan you the, it? they give you the checkpoints at the race oh and i think you have like maybe 10 20 maybe 10 or 15 minutes to get your game plan together okay but I, mean, I think they uh, a friend of mine was telling me there's an app um i can't remember it begins with an r i'll have to look it up where you can type in your checkpoints or your your mm-hmm. like stops for instance yeah. and it'll tell you the best route to oh. take so um and you can use technology you know any way possible you just yeah. can't 
you know, call an Uber. When is that one? That one is, I believe it's the near the end of April. Okay. So I really need to kick up my mileage. I've got a couple, a few other Go Work events. Um, a Go Work Heavy, which is a 24-hour event. That's in Austin. That's also in April. And then uh, a Tough and a Light are in April as well. Are those you are having Houston. to do the workouts during those? Or? Yeah, those, those events, uh, those are team events uh-huh. where you carry heavy heavy shit so it'll be like a log or a parking block or whatever and you do a lot of pt and you get in like these duck shit ponds you do burpees in there you know just get very very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um usually they find some type of water for you to get into (laughs) yeah some and uh burpees low crawls face drags you're doing all of your workouts with your ruck you know whether it's ruck swings or um uh squats presses like all that kind of stuff so or buddy carries those are always interesting why do why do we why do we find that interesting why do we why do we do that is it just the fact where it's like i'm gonna just see what kind of shit i can put myself through i'm telling you man when i started getting involved with these things i told myself like i envisioned myself skidding in like into my grave Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't want to get laid down gently. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be slam dunked in there. Right. So the only way you're going to do that is by getting off the couch. Yeah. You know, you got to get active. And I, that's what that today, that's what pushes me is, you know, I've got family members, friends, you know, that are my age that are on, you know, blood pressure medicine, cholesterol medicine, you know, in and out of the hospital, like all these mm-hmm. things that it's preventable diseases. Right. Yeah. And it's just a matter of like, I don't want that for me. Like, I want to change like my life. I want to change my kids' lives. We, we, we want our family tree to just mm-hmm. go in a different direction. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's what motivates me to just kind of put my body through something. You know, like Goggins says, you know, stay hard. Right. Yeah. And it's just, and like you mentioned before is when people want to quit, right? That's probably about 40% of their right. effort. You know, they've got this whole other reservoir there but we never tap it no you know we never tap it we give up before we get to that point we stop and and i experienced that it one of the one and you have these prolific moments when you do that i was training for the houston marathon a couple of years ago uh and the first time that i really had to run far like nine miles i was at uh my wife's family's ranch in south texas and we're going hunting i'm like I got to do this nine mile run while I'm here. And finally I was like, all right, get my game plan. How am I going to do this? I know we're going dove hunting in the morning. I'm just going to skip that dove hunt and I'm going to wake up real early and I'm going to go. It is three miles to the front gate. So that's three miles there. Three miles back is six. And if I go to this place and back, that's nine. Okay. And I remember it like mile five. I was like, oh, and I'm like running on this road and there's like pigs and deer jumping out and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh man, that's cool. And it starts, the sun starts coming up. And right at that moment when it's like, I can't go anymore. And then that hits. And you're like, holy shit. Now I'm running even better. Yeah. I'm there. You experience that a lot? Yeah. 
um, usually after I take a walk break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all the time, really, all the time, especially with running because running comes a little bit faster. With rucking, it's a little bit, for me, it's a little bit more mental. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a lot more time to kind of think about your next step. Mm-hmm. Um, but with running, yeah, I mean, I, it's a big mind game with me. Um, a lot of people don't like to think about how many miles they have left or mm-hmm. how long they've run. But for me, that kind of keeps my mind busy is, okay, well, I'm looking at my watch, right? And that's why I did the 25-5 intervals because that mm-hmm. that's an even like 30 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, two, right? And so I look at my watch. It's like, okay, I've run for 12 minutes. I've got 13 left. And I just play these numbers games. And I mean, I think about a whole bunch of other stuff, but that keeps me like occupied. But there's times during ultras and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not going to do this again. This hurts. This is dumb. Like, I mean, this just really, really sucks. My feet hurt or my knees hurt or whatever, right? And I stop thinking about it for about five minutes and then it's completely gone. So for me, it's, and, and I've run so many now that I know when I have this negative thought, I know it's going to be gone in a few minutes. If I entertain it, okay, mm-hmm. some people don't like to even entertain negative thoughts. Right. But to me, it's just like, hey, I know it's going to come, right? I know it's going to be there. I get to it, and, I'm, and I start thinking about it, and it's like, okay, I'm going to think about something else. Like, what's that tree doing, or what kind of plant is that, or man, you know, it's a nice day today, mm-hmm. or I think about my wife or my kids or something, and something positive, and that, that thought is gone. And like 10 minutes down the trail, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know what? My knee doesn't hurt anymore because usually it's something that hurts. And yeah. I'm thinking it doesn't hurt anymore because my mind's not yeah. trained on it. So, yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah. I think that helped. I think that can actually help people whenever they actually they face, like, this can go wrong. This can be hurt. And this is going to, or even saying, like, this is going to suck. This is going to be bad. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And you say, you know what? Let's go do it. And then when it happens, it's like, okay, it's really not that bad. We build fears up bigger in our head than what we really think they are. I was talking, it's funny this comes up because I was talking with my wife about this earlier. About how like when a situation is getting ready to happen or you know it's coming up, like all you run like all the horrible worst case scenarios and it never comes to light. Uh, Jesse Eisler, uh, he's a big ultra marathon runner and ultra racer, and they do a lot of that stuff. He was at that first race with David Goggins. Okay. Uh, that's how David Goggins got known was Jesse Eisler. Have you heard of him? Mm-mm. So you ever heard the book, uh, Living with a Seal? Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The seal okay, in that gotcha. is David Goggins. Yeah. And Jesse Eisler is the guy that he, they were at, uh, one of these 24 hour, the 24 hour races that mm-hmm. David Goggins talks about where he like broke every bone in his foot. <laughs> yeah. That was a race where he met Jesse Eisler. Jesse Eisler saw him and was like, I want, who is this guy? And, uh, kind of forgot where I was going with this, but, uh, Jesse Eisler, one of his race, I, I heard him speak recently and he was like saying, we're doing a race. And one of the guys with me, he's like, he said, look, Jesse, only gonna say positive things for this race because it was one where they had to i forgot how far they ran it was something like they ran so far and then they had to wait 
and then they ran again and then waited. And it was like the the drop oh, race. Yeah, there's a race called Last Man Standing. That's it. That's yeah. the race. Okay. Yeah. It's just four miles, and they have yeah. to run it within a certain period of time. And right. They have to be in this corral by the yeah. by start time, mm-hmm. and, and they were like, we're, we're only going to say positive things. We're only going to say, like, really good things. We're not going to let it get in our head. Don't let it get in your head. And he says, man, I was at one point, I was, uh, he was getting ready to stop, and the guy came in. He was like, no, what do we say? He's like, next thing I know, there we go. We went, we went, and yeah, I got in it again, and I got in again, and got in again, and I think he came out third in it or something like that. Yeah. So, but that's that's an interesting race. We should do one of those in the hood too. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff we can do. Here. Yeah, I mean, just in this little area, be like like the the last lake lap or something like that. Like just everybody <laughs> get together and like, all right, you do a lap and you've got a. 20 minutes to do it or something like yeah. that or 30 minutes and then see who could be the last person. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably be out after like the fifth lap or so. I'd be like, I'm done. I'm good. I'm going to go swim inside. <laughs> so what other challenges are you putting yourself through right now? Uh, well, let's see. For January, um, for this month, I'm doing this challenge from this guy I follow on social media. His name's Hugo. He has He's building this brand and commu- another community. It's called Chaskis. Mm-hmm. And so he put this challenge out there. It's a 30-day challenge. The first part is, well, there's two. I'm doing both. One is called win the day. Mm-hmm. So what he's doing is basically you get up earlier than you normally do, and you do some, whether it's meditation or you visualize your day. I mean, you might be familiar with like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, I do thing. that. Yeah. And uh, that's always, well, recently that's you know piqued my interest because – you know, things were going good last year with my training, with my nutrition. You know, I had that big win, you know, the big success at my race. I was pleased with all that. And I was talking to my wife about it. I said, you know what? I hear about all these people that do meditation and they're just like, man, it's just a game changer. You know, it just it, it just sets you up for the day. You know, you're positive and all these things just kind of start to line up for you. Right. And um Anyways, he put this out there. Said, Man, this is a good opportunity. I think I'm going to give it a try. And so that's actually been going pretty good. Uh, you know, doing some some guided med- meditation because I don't even know how to do it. So some guided med- meditation and just visualizing my day. It's helped me be more positive throughout the day and be more aware. Yeah. You know, of people and just my actions and things like that. Being more intentional. And then the other thing is no booze. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Sober sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, not that I, you know, yeah, I mean, with the holidays, you know, you kind of just, you know, overindulge, and I think that's kind of normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I went through periods where, you know, I went through maybe a month or two without just drinking, just not having just really any urges to. Uh, but this is more intentional. And I think that's definitely helping, you know, like with my mental clarity and, and things like that and just kind of concentration. So that's what I'm doing right now uh, as far as challenges. Uh, I'm doing a plank challenge, too. <laughs> the plank. Uh, yeah, I'm doing a plank challenge, and that that started on the 11th, and it's basically plank the day by minutes. 
So the 11th, you plank for 11 minutes. Now you can spread it out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't have to plank no, the whole time. Not straight. Th- no. That should be like some motto or something like that. You don't have to do it all right now. <laughs> that should be like, the, the disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I'm, I was a few days behind, so I had to, I've been playing catch up. I've done 30 minutes today of planking, usually about a minute at a time. And then I switch it up like side planks and, you know, high planks yeah. and things like that. Uh, and then the other thing is intermittent fasting. Yeah. So my wife and I started on January 1st. We started everything kind of January 1st, right? You yeah, know, yeah. why not? So, uh, and that's been going well. I did it for about three weeks in, uh, November. And then I stopped right before kind of leading up to my race. That's been going very well. Yeah. It's, I think that is something that with the way we are nowadays with all the food and all the just how busy we are that helps to like kind of restrict yourself then make you push yourself a little further yeah yeah i mean we you're you're for me and it's not everyone is like this but you know i I read i like to read up on everything i can get my hands on when i Mm want to do something is sometimes i kind of overanalyze but anyway i I wanted to figure out like how am i going to do this how am I going to feel? Um, I reached out to friends, you know, put everything, put things on social media. Yeah. You kind of have like that, you know, online accountability yeah. a little bit. And I had friends that were reaching out to me like, well, you know, if this happens or you feel this way, you know, drink some electrolytes or, you know, drink, a you know, a cup of black coffee or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. And when you're doing the intermittent fasting and you drink the black coffee, the caffeine will actually help with the autophagy in your system. So then your cells are like regenerating faster the bad ones are dying here exactly because there's a lot of research about cancer patients going through it and it helping to improve their uh, recovery yeah i didn't know that but i knew about that the cell regeneration um and so being more mindful Mm -hmm. of what i'm eating Mm -hmm. why am i eating yeah right and what that food's going to do for me you know, I, I mean, I love delicious food. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, we don't we're not eating kale, kale every day. Nah. So I mean, we we cook food. We have some staples, some go tos that I mean, I just love. Yeah. And my wife makes these uh, vegan quesadillas. They're I mean, she makes this cheese out of cashews. I don't know how she does it, but how are you gonna do that? God's looking down, being like, "I gave you cheese." I gave <laughs> it's delicious, man, and the kids love it. And it's just it, you know that's kind of our go to. Um, but anyway, just being mindful, mm-hmm. you know, of, of what I'm putting into my body and, and what it's going to do for me. So yeah. It, yeah. Every, everything that you're doing, I've done. Yeah. And I'll say this between like stopping drinking, intermittent fasting, uh, the diet, the visualization, everything that's done. People are like, how do you feel? I was like, I feel different and I feel dangerous in a way because I know now I'm like, Okay, now you're capable of doing this. But they say, you know, like every so many weeks you lose cells. And then from the cellular level, if you're expressing these genes by turning them on by like, you know, if you drink, that expresses certain genes. Mm -hmm. If you eat bad or you eat that, you know, it does it. So now if you start doing all these other things, what's being turned off? What's being turned on? And what is your gene expressing now? And now I'm like, I'm so damn happy. That's I'm great. like, I, I have a really good outlook on stuff. Uh, 
the meditation itself. Have you ever done any Wim Hof breathing? Uh, like box breathing? Is that the it's, same thing? Uh, no, it's, it's or you're same. talking about being in some cold water and doing it? Well, I've, I've been in some cold water, and done, which is also great this, for yeah. inflammation, the cold showers and cold dips. Yeah. And if it is Monday, 30 degrees, we're going to do this. I'm going to call DK and be like, dude, I need to borrow your pool. It's right over here. Let's we're do gonna, it. We're going to go jump in. Ah, I love plunge. it. Let's do it. They, uh, I did five minutes of a cold shower for 30 days. On the program on on I'm on and let me tell you, some days that sucked, but I was always glad I did it afterwards. When did you do this? What, uh, what time of year was it? Was it summertime? Or was it winter? No, time? it was winter time. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, it was. That's tough. So let's see, I did July, August, September, and then it would have been in October, November. Yeah, when I did that, that's so, tough. Yeah. <laughs> It, the tough one was when you didn't do it in the morning, and then at the end of the day and everything, and you're like getting ready to go to bed, and you're like, I have to sit under this cold shower for five minutes. And then it's like, what do I do for five minutes? So I do the Wim Hof breathing. And for him, it's like you do 20 to 30, like, where you're breathing in real deep, and you're breathing out, you're breathing in, you're breathing out, breathing out. And then at the last one, you breathe everything out, and then you hold it okay, as long as you can. And then when you finally are like, he says, when you finally have to like, <gasps> he's like, that's whenever you breathe all the in, and you hold it. And then you start, and you do like three or four rounds of this. That's about 10 minutes, and I, I would do my meditation during this time. That's okay. what I would do for my breathing on it, and I would just focus. And... I tell you what, by the time you get to that third or fourth one, you're kind of tripping. <laughs> yeah, I might like, be a little lightheaded. You are you're lightheaded in a way, but you're good, you're calm, but right. you start seeing like little colors and things like that. And it's really and so you so you start saying like I can kind of understand why like people these they talk about like the yogis and all this, like with meditation to take you to that other level because i was doing that and you're holding your breath and it's like the most i've gotten up to is three minutes wow like all out of my body all air out and then because that's the one you really concentrate on is when everything's out of your body mm. and it's just like a whoa and when you get done and you open your eyes and you're like this is good and then he's got another one where you do that and then you do push-ups when all the air's out of your body and you do push-ups. And I went like 75 one time, just straight up. I was like, God dang, something's with this. While you're holding your breath? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. I've got to try that. <laughs> you, you, yeah. You you hang around me, you'll learn. Like I'm I'm kind of like, how do I how do I mess with myself even more? And it's kind of like hack, hacking, right? Yeah. Like biohacks. Yeah, I follow a lot of those guys. Uh and what they do, I've, it was funny. I was like kind of doing all the things like, I'm going to take turmeric now and my green superfoods and all this stuff, but then I'm going to eat shitty and I'm going to go drink it and all that stuff. But now it's like, oh, I get it. I see what they mean. Yeah. Uh, how do you sleep? Um, Peacefully. Yeah. So uh, I get about, because I wake up at, now I wake up at 4.15 every day. I usually get up at 425, but then I get up now earlier 
uh, to get through like the meditation and, and mindfulness in the morning. Um, but I get about six and a half, six to seven hours of sleep. Um, usually, and, and I've been more mindful with, with social media this mm-hmm. month too. Um, and I think part of that getting up early and meditating has kind of helped me kind of wean off of social media, especially towards the end of the night because I'm kind of tired now. Yeah. Getting up a little bit earlier, but yeah, you start, you're like, I don't even want to deal with that No, right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I, I find like people who are doing what you're doing and I'm doing things like that. They use their social media just to like tell a story, just like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. If you do post anything, yeah. Or maybe it's to get a free kayak off the neighborhood or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Throw out throw out bombs in there. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 a great journey. And I you know, when people say, What did you do to lose all the weight? It's like, well, I got my shit together. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of that. It's like all that will take care of itself if you get all the other stuff yeah. in line. I was telling a guy today, he's like, What did you do? I was like, I walked, did yoga. I did, you know. A little bit of weight training, but other than that, walking, yoga, meditating. Meditating is so great. The key is starting. Yeah. That's the thing, you know, because people don't ever start. Starting, but then also really giving it a go. Yeah. I mean, like a serious go. Not, I tried meditating for a week. It wasn't for me. (laughs) You didn't try. Yeah. Or the people who say, like, I did keto for a week. It wasn't for me. It's like, no, at a week, you're nothing. You need to bust out 30 days of it at least. Yeah. So every every 30 days, come up with something new. I think I might go vegan for 30 days just to see how it, how it plays out. We'll add you to the vegan recipes page we started. All right. Some good stuff in there. Add me in. Yeah. Because I've, I've done it recently a couple of times where I've just had, like, a day when I I've eaten like no, I've had cheese and stuff like that. So I went, I guess, vegetarian Vegetarian, for a day, and my body likes it. It's good. I love a salad. I love (laughs) salad, man. Yeah, I love smoothies too. Like I, I I have recovery smoothies. You like acai bowls? Uh, I've never. Yeah, I've had one actually. I I almost said I never have, but I have in Austin. Yeah, yeah. I love a good acai bowl with like the granola and the honey and all that stuff, and then the the bananas and the peanut butter on there. Man, they they put some some shaved like coconut in one. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Me and my wife will make them every once in a while, and I do that. I love a good smoothie. Uh, Unfortunately, I've found that since I've done this. My food, my smoothies don't taste good, but they're good for me. <laughs> and I've, I like the, I like that fact. Like I'll drink one and my, and Kelly's like, how's it taste? I was like, it's good. And then she tastes, she's like, this tastes like shit. I'm like, I like it. Because <laughs> like I've thrown everything in there. Yeah. I'm just, I'm pretty simple. Just a lot of greens, turmeric, some black pepper, mm-hmm. some fruit, some like two bananas, two or three bananas, uh, just with all the running and working out. Just you know, you ever throw an avocado in there? Um, I've yes, I've done an avocado smoothie. Not necessarily in my recovery smoothie, uh-huh. um, but I've had avocado smoothie before. Avocado, cho- a chocolate avocado smoothie. Actually. Yeah, yeah. That's what I uh, my smoothie is: spinach, and avocado, my protein. Uh, oh, yeah, my protein. super greens, my MCTs, 
and in my cacao and in my uh, turmeric is is like the biggest things that I put in my and collagen and you put pepper in it. I don't peppercorns. The, the, the turmeric or turmeric it, has, has the pepper it in, in it. Gotcha. So yeah. there's there's some like have you ever done the like where you take milk and heat it up and then you add the uh, turmeric and black pepper in there and it's uh, it called golden milk yeah golden or milk yeah, yeah I've never I've seen videos but I've never tried it's it good. is it yeah I like it I'm gonna have to try that for like a nighttime like when I was in intermittent fasting I was doing that. I find it hard with intermittent fasting to get it all in. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Like, um, in the beginning, I think I did because I felt like I had to. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to get all these calories in. Uh, but this last, you know, that was the first time I did it back in November. But this time, you know, we followed this other group that were they were doing it. They started on uh, the 6th. And so I was following them on social media, and they would send like an email every day with education about intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just, you know, eat when I was hungry, and uh, and and I, I would consume more protein, so some plant based protein that I have, just because I felt like okay, well, if I'm going to be weightlifting or running or doing something, I need something for my muscles because I don't want to lose muscle in this right. process. But um, I don't feel like in the beginning. Like I said, I don't feel like I have to just get it all in. I just eat, and usually I get full relatively quickly when, yeah. when I'm breaking the fast. And then um, fruit in the middle, and then dinner at the end. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of like, you know, in between dinner and 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 bed, I have the gym in between. Mm-hmm. And then after the gym is usually maybe another couple hours at home. And it's kind of a mind game, yeah. you know, because you have that accessibility. I'm like, oh, man, I really want a banana or like, you know, an orange or something. How much water are you drinking? A lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So I've got this app now. It's uh, called the Zero Calories app. Uh-huh. And um, you can track your water, your weight, your body fat, all that stuff. And I'm drinking over 100 ounces. So I think I'm at 120 for today. Uh, if I drank eight more ounces, I'm at 128. I'm a, I could get a gallon a day. Yeah. That was the biggest game changer for me, drinking a gallon a day. Yeah. But I can't sip it, so I just, like, chug it. And then you're going to the bathroom. like Yeah. 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 It, if you do it consistently, it's that stops. Uh, I figure, for me, it's if I drink water slower. Uh-huh. Like, uh, I can drink the same amount, but if I'm not chugging it, I'm not going as often. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, dang, we've been at this for over an hour right now. Yeah. Uh, it's your bedtime, dude. So. <laughs> it is. It is, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to let you go to bed. I'm going to go get a ruck in. I'm going to have to take a rain check on that. Ruck. That sounds good, man. Yeah. I'm probably gonna, I'm gonna, I might listen to something on the way there. But, man, thanks for coming out. Uh, once again, let everybody know, you know, your gym and where they can find you. And if you're in the uh, Kima, Clear Lake, uh, Baycliff area. Yeah, so we're in Baycliff, uh, really right off of 146, right by La Brisa. I think everybody kind of knows where La Brisa is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting smell coming into the box. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, CrossFit, get some 365.com is our website. Uh, they can find information on our pricing and, and schedule and things like that. We actually have a special this month 99 bucks unlimited CrossFit. Ooh. That's like $40 off, man. Dang. And you're not going to get that price anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, 
uh, we kind of do this every every January to get people in the door. It's yeah. su- it's successful. We Have you seen a people. spike? Um, not so much this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last couple years, you know, we, we're going on year three. We're finishing up year three right now. So, um, and there's probably some changes we're gonna do uh, coming up, but not so much this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the summer was just brutal. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, we don't have AC, so uh, it's just open air uh, in a warehouse. But yeah, um, yeah it's we're hoping to get some people in the door though. So I appreciate the the shout out. Let me yeah, do that. Man. We'll, we'll plug it. We'll put it on the list. Yeah. So. Well, cool, man. Well, hey, thanks for coming out, everybody. That was Alberto, uh, ultra marathoner. Look him up on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and check him out. Uh, guys every once in a while you know the the one thing that i really ask is that if you have enjoyed this you like this uh, i'm having fun with this we don't have sponsors just share it out let people know you know hey this guy's <laughs> listen to what this guy's doing you know just have fun enjoy it share this and as always you know if you if you know somebody that's really interesting and know somebody that has a cool story they're doing something great in the community uh guy or gal remember like i said in the last one it's officially going from looking for the good old boy to I am the good old boy. I just want to bring other good old boys and gals on this show. So send them my way. Follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, and we're on all your stations. Thanks for listening. As always, say hi to your mom and them for me.